When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. 20 seconds to go. Wrist shot, save Talbot. Rebound, top of the blue paint. Wrist shot, Martinez, save Talbot. Kopitar bangs it off the back of the head. 12 seconds, wrist shot, Martinez. Save made by Cam Talbot. And here come the Oilers, 2-1-1 on one to win it. McDavid in for the left-hand side. Drysaddle waits. There's a center pass. left timer home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. Well, this is going to be a fun two hours of radio, folks. A heavy focus on the Western Hockey League, stories from the Western Hockey League. In studio, Cam Moon, the legendary play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels, and several high-profile guests from around the WHL, all coming up in a few minutes. But we're going to kick things off tonight with a man who a couple of weeks ago re-signed with the Edmonton Oilers, a two-year deal worth $1.8 million. Now, he was uh, out of the country when he signed this deal, so we get him on today, and it's defenseman Eric Griba. Eric, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I was going to ask what you're up to, but I feel like I kind of know because I follow you on Twitter. And man, you have a lot of pictures of you holding fish lately. What's going? You must you must be catching several a day. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'm actually not fishing right now. I'm hanging drywall, but uh, the um, in my what I'm doing in my new shop. But uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of fishing lately. A little bit in Hawaii, doing a little mahi fishing, doing a little hunting. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a fun summer so far. When did you get into the hunting and the fishing? Was that as a, as a kid, or once you got into a, into adulthood? Where does that interest come from? Yeah, it's, uh, since I was a really small kid. I mean, my earliest memories, even before playing hockey, are out hunting and fishing with my dad and grandfather. So it's uh, it's kind of been in, ingrained in me from from day one. Okay, cool. Uh, where's the best? fishing or do you have a favorite spot to fish i'm gonna guess it's somewhere in saskatchewan but maybe you've discovered somewhere else yeah i mean northern saskatchewan is uh obviously an incredible place to fish um i like fishing the open water on the uh on the coast as well it's uh you know wherever i can wherever i can find a spot to drop into a lure i'm probably gonna do it okay have you ever had a teammate say how can you do that <laughs> do you ever have to, you ever have to defend yourself? <laughs> yeah, I've had some guys that uh, have no idea where their food actually comes from. But I've had to explain it, so it's been uh, it's been a, a pretty educational experience for some. Okay, um, you, you know, like I mentioned from following on Twitter, I'm having, I'm having some fun with you, but you're not afraid to post you know stuff you do in your spare time or the odd picture uh with, with a friend or uh or just some other thoughts uh, you know a lot of hockey players or pro athletes are really guarded how come you're a little more willing to to give people a window into what you're like away from the rink um you know I, i'm not too sure where it where it all started but uh you know i'm really not ashamed of anything that i'm doing i, I know a lot of guys they're not ashamed either i'm just more open to uh letting people into the into my world i mean I find I pretty I do some pretty interesting things and 
uh, people like to follow along and uh, see what I'm up to. Eric, I promise the whole interview is not going to be about your Twitter account, but there's another uh, individual that sometimes you post <laughs> on Twitter, and that's uh, and that's your your little dog. He's become a bit of a celebrity on your Twitter account. What, what's this guy's story? Yeah, well, I got actually got two of them. I got Quigley's the brown one, and Odin is the uh, white spotted one, and they're uh, yeah two miniature dashing hounds. I'm. Uh, I still catch people off guard when I say I have two miniature wiener dogs. They expect me to have a lab or some other hunting dog, but uh, it's, the, uh, it's the wiener dogs that we towed around. Okay, so they're in Edmonton, they, and then they go, they've traveled with you for the summer? They're always with you? They're always with us. They're, uh, it's convenient. You can stick them under the seat of a plane, and it's, uh, <laughs> they travel easy. Okay. Oilers defenseman Eric Greiber joining us on Inside Sports. All right. Uh, you, you signed the, the deal with the Oilers in late June. First of all, Eric, just give me your feelings on how how big was it for you to get a two-year contract? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, Obviously, job security is is important, uh, but it's also exciting to be going back to, to a team that I, I think has a such a such a bright future. Give me a sense of what the the last two years have been like for you in Edmonton, and you mentioned the bright future. What was the key to some of the steps the team was able to take this past season? Um, I think uh, you know our younger guys maturing. You know, you see, you saw the way Connor and Leon matured. Um, obviously, some trades and acquisitions was was a big part of that as well. And uh, I think it's everyone buying in and committing to uh, the system. It's, uh, it's apparent that Todd's system works, and we're uh, obviously taking steps. Uh, looks like, you know, game in and game out every year. You know, other guys have used that phrase, buying in, and, and what Todd McClellan and his staff have brought to the team. How long does it really take for a team to get fully in tune with everything a coach wants them to do? I mean, I know you're, you're always learning stuff, but was there a time where you felt like, oh, okay, now we're really starting to get it? Yeah, it's no, it doesn't, uh, you don't notice it like the flip of a switch, but it over time, um, you can kind of see. If you look back and and kind of study the uh, the progress or st- study the games, you know, you know, maybe say a month at a time or whatnot, you can kind of start to see that slow progress. And it's uh, yeah, you know, it took a long time. I mean, it took you know, I'd say a full, at least a full full season. And you know, obviously, it's uh, paying off now. All right. Eric, in terms of how you look at your game, uh, I mean, you got uh, 53 games in 15, 16, 40 last year. You scored a couple of huge goals, I should mention, last year as well, and, and you played in the playoffs. Um, most of the D is coming back. Uh, there's been a couple other signings for guys who are going to push for spots. Unfortunately, Andre Secker is going to be out for the season. How do you look at the decor and where you fit in coming into this coming season? Yeah, I mean, obviously I think there's, uh, there's a spot for me to... Uh to play at the start of the year and um you know I'm, I'm showing up every you know i want to show up to camp ready to move up the depth chart i mean i understand um certain roles need to be filled but at the same time i'm not going to get complacent and uh you know i want to uh, challenge everyone make everyone better around me as well okay big news for the oilers a week ago connor mcdavid the uh contract extension for a hundred million dollars I think we all knew it was going to happen. Probably just some of the details uh, needed to be ironed out. Uh, I mean, you look at that deal, the length of it. Um, just how did you feel when you finally saw it nailed down? Well, when I saw it, then it kind of made sense why Peter wouldn't give me any more money. <laughs> uh, no, it's obviously uh, a special player, um, a special individual, and you know deserves deserves all of it. And he's um, yeah, he's 
I you know I can't say enough good things about Connor. Obviously, I don't want to say too much. I don't want his head getting too big, but he's a great player, great leader, and um, couldn't be happier for him. All right, Eric, and I got one final question for you. We started on a lighter note, so I'll end on a lighter note. And maybe you're just going to tell me I got to wait because it's a couple months away. Training camp, beard or no beard off the start? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, I'm kind of flying off the cuff lately. I don't know what what I'm going to be doing at that time. So it, uh, I guess it depends on my mood. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep everyone waiting on that one. Eric, it's always great to talk to you. Congratulations on being back with the Oilers and enjoy all your uh, hunting and fishing. And I hope the drywall work goes very well. Awesome. Thanks. We appreciate it. Eric Greiba joining us tonight at Inside Sports, taking a break from uh, doing some drywalling. And uh, yeah, pretty. Uh, I asked him, you know, you're pretty open about your life on your Twitter account, hunting and fishing. Have you ever had a teammate challenge you on that? Liked his answer. Just don't. He says, I guess some guys need to be told where their food actually comes from. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630 Chad. Pleased to be joined for tonight's show by a very special guest, Cam Moon, who is the play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels. Cam, thanks for coming up from Red Deer, buddy. This is so much fun to have you in. Hey, great to great to be here. Thanks for having me on. There's not much going on this time of year in a Western Hockey League office. <laughs> so, so we it's a dragged, little slow. So we dragged you up to the 630 Chad studio, uh, and I love Gribe's quote about McDavid's contract. Well, I guess now I know why Peter couldn't give me a little bit more. Well, yeah. <laughs> they had to hold a little back. <laughs> they got another one to do up here right away, too, for Leon. So they got to pinch some pennies. And uh, Bob Nicholson, by the way, was on with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now, and he said Dreisaitl is, is going to get done. It's just Good. a matter of uh, when, not if. So Eric Greiba uh, on our show. Uh, again, we weren't able to connect with him when he signed the contract, so we get him on today. UC Jokinen was on with Bob today as well. Uh, new Edmonton Oilers signed a couple of days ago, so that's on the Oilers Now podcast. And we're going to talk a lot about uh, the Oilers, Eskimos, the Western Hockey League. Cam, we got some great guests lined up. Of course, the Eskimos play Ottawa on Friday, 6 o'clock countdown to kickoff here on 6.30, Chad. The game will start at 8. Blake Dermott back as part of our broadcast crew. He, Of course, he was in a motorbike crash in uh, Washington State a couple of weeks ago, broke some ribs, but he's going to be back for that game because wow. he's fairly tough. What a trooper. <laughs> like, really, that's that's amazing. Cam, uh, how many years have you been doing Rebels games now? I got 19 under my belt. 19 under your belt? Yeah. Uh... One Memorial Cup championship? There is one in there, yeah, 2001. And what, two WHL titles, or is there more than two? No, just the one. Just the the one? After the team won the Memorial Cup in 2001, they went to the league final in 02 and then in 03. Mm -hmm. So they went to the league final three years in a row. They only won it the first time. All right. Kootenai won it in 02, then Kelowna in 03. And you're an Edmonton boy. That's right. Northeast Edmonton, baby. You know it. Northeast Edmonton. Now, how far was did Northeast Edmonton extend when you were a young lad uh, terrorizing the streets? Gee. You know, 167th was, you know, that it probably wasn't even till there yet. So it was probably, you know, about 153rd was maybe the edge of it. Well, what high school did you go to? Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. And yeah. then you went and played uh, SJ? I played a year in the SJ before I went to Saskatoon. Well, how'd they get you in the SJ? Were you, you well, I was in the AJ before that. Oh, what a mess. You're a goalie. Yeah, yeah. So I go up to Fort McMurray. I'm 17 years old, grade 12. So, I, yeah, I was at Queen Elizabeth High School, but then I was at Fort McMurray Composite High School. Okay. And uh, things kind of went south, and the coach got fired, and the team wasn't very good, and apparently the goaltending wasn't very good either. <laughs> 
And as a result... Yeah, always, yeah. I've never seen a good coach with yeah. a bad goaltender. Yeah, well, I, I, I've been called a coach killer, actually. Uh, and there was, there was a few more guys that got fired along the way uh, in places that I played. But So I was in Fort McMurray for the first half of the year. They traded me to St. Albert. I didn't play a lick in the second half. And I wanted to get out. Rob Dom was coaching the Nippon Hawks in the SJ. Wow. Had previously coached in St. Albert and wanted nothing better than to uh, yank some players out of Alberta, which he did. There's three of us from the Maple Leaf Athletic Club, Dave Pudlubny, Corey Osmak, and myself, that all went to Nippon. And Pudlubny, he moved on to the WHL, as did I. Corey Osmak played another year, uh, went to Minnesota Duluth, got drafted by the Hartford Whalers, and now he's uh, one of the equipment guys for the Calgary Flames. Wow. That's not so. There, there's three guys from the northeast. We gotta. We, you're you're here till eight o'clock, so we'll go in and out of your story because you're a great Edmonton success story and and such a big part of the of the Red Deer Rebels. <laughs> well, Yo, I don't know. Hey, try not to laugh. Story. I'm trying to sell it. Okay. <laughs> Some people actually believe me when I say stuff like that. Okay. Do you see the vehicle I drove up in? I don't know about success story. Uh, you can always text six thirty six thirty. Thank you to the texter as well. I did make a mistake. Secker is not out for the season. He's out for half a season. That's right. He'll come back. Yeah, I accidentally. I think I accidentally said out for the season. I meant. I meant. You know what I meant. People driving off the road. What I said is not what I meant. Yep. No, he's he's out roughly half the season, probably thirty to fifty games. Do so not hit the panic about, button. Do not hit the fans. panic button about uh, Andre Sekra. Uh, text six thirty six thirty, especially if you're listening in the uh, Red Deer Rebels listening area and you're a fan of Cam Boom's play by play. He'd love to hear from you. Sure. We we got to take a timeout. We're gonna bring in uh, Brent Kissio, Lethbridge Hurricanes. Your Rebels went up against yep. them in the playoffs. They had a they had a pretty good year. They their goalie is an Oilers draft pick. That's coming up inside sports on Chad. This is Mark Petestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Of course, Mark Petestu out of Bonneville in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Now two pretty good seasons with your Edmonton Oilers. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 622. I'm Reed Wilkins, pleased to be joined on the line by the coach of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, and he's going to coach Canada's U18 at, team at the Ivan Halinka Memorial Cup. It is Brent Kissio. Brent, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. And don't hang up, but Cam Moon from the Red Deer Rebels is also here. <laughs> Mooner. They'll, they'll clearly let anybody on the air at this station. We, we saw each other about two months during playoffs, so I was, I was actually glad to keep seeing him. No, yeah. was 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 Cam not like right beside your bench or interviewing you mid-game for some TV broadcasts, or what was going on there? Yes, he was, and sometimes I was happy, sometimes I, I wasn't, but... Uh, either way, you had two bald guys standing next to each other. Brent asks me in, during one of, before one of the games, we would usually talk in the morning. Uh, around Are you going to tell this skate. story? Yes, yeah. I have to tell this story. <laughs> okay. So it's like the morning skate, and, and we would go down there, and Kevin Sawyer, who was doing color on the broadcast, former Spokane chief, We'd go and talk with the coaches, and Brent uh, was amazing to deal with. Brent Kissio, you are one of the greatest. And he says to me, Mooner, um, do you, like, powder your head? (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Do I powder my head? You know how shiny that would be if I didn't? Like, I put on an amazing amount of that stuff just to, like, dull it down a little bit. And you were actually, uh, you were surprised that that was the case. And I was forthcoming with the information. Yeah, you learn fun every day. (laughs) Well, Brent... 
Thanks for joining us for this hard-hitting hockey interview. But <laughs> no, congratulations on uh, getting the coaching uh, coaching gig for the Holinka. I know you were on the staff, and uh, 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 Paul McFarland departed for for uh, Florida in the NHL, so you got uh, assistant bumped up to head coach. Tell me a little bit about this opportunity for you and why it's special to be able to coach in this tournament. Well, I've actually I've been lucky to do a couple events for Hockey Canada now. Uh, last year was the U seventeen. And, and the support you get uh, from Hockey Canada is incredible. I mean, you get whatever you need to have a chance to win. Uh, and anytime you're you're around that Hockey Canada jersey, it, it's just a special time of year. And I think, uh, especially for this event, we got some of the best players in Canada coming in, or the best top 40 kids. Uh, and working with that kind of group, doesn't matter what age, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and we're going to go and and uh, find a way to win gold. And Brent, you got the camp coming up at the end of July in Calgary. How difficult, like I'm looking at this list and I can only speak for the, the WHL players because those are the only ones that I've watched and you've got a really good group coming out of the WHL. It's got to be incredibly difficult to get this down to one hockey team. Like how tough is it making those types of decisions? Well, it will be. And I think the, the main thing is any, any of these kids that are at this tournament, or I mean at this camp, um, you know, it's a special group of kids and it, they're uh, just to make it to this selection camp is pretty incredible. It's it's there's such a you know you compare it to the world junior the world junior is missing some guys that are in the NHL. So this this camp is all the best kids in Canada, uh, and somehow we got to come up with you know 22 players from that, and it won't be easy. But um, the guys that don't make it always have a chance to advance to play world junior as well. So it's it's a great uh, opportunity for everyone to come in, um, learn a little bit a little bit that weekend, battle for spots, and then uh, we'll see what happens. Brent, one more for you, and I, and I know you're busy today, so thanks for making time for us. There's an Oilers connection here with the Hurricanes. They drafted your goaltender, Stuart Skinner, in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, I know he's coming off a really good season. He's going to have a shot at the World Junior team a- as well. But tell Oilers fans uh, what they're going to get to learn about this young man, hopefully over the next few years to come. Well, I honestly think everyone should be real, real excited with this pick. He's... Uh... He's a tremendous kid. His work ethic off the ice is incredible. Uh, he's focused. I think when I when I had him at 17 years old that first year, he had a little bit of growing up to do, but he did it real quick. And, and now uh, he's one of the best goalies in our league, and I still think he has a lot more potential. And I'm, I'm positive um, at some point he's going to play in the NHL, and uh, hopefully sooner than later. So he's he's hopefully going to have a big year for us and maybe, maybe make World Juniors, and then we'll see from there. But uh, everyone should be ecstatic in Edmonton because he, he's going to be one hell of a goalie. Right on. Brent, thanks for making time for us. Uh, all the best with the Holenka. Maybe we'll talk again uh, closer to the tournament as well, but great opportunity for you, and thanks for updating Oilers fans on Stuart Skinner as well. Well, thank you very much, and good luck with Mooner. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Stay out of trouble, Kissio. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. That's Brent Kissio checking in from the uh, Lethbridge Hurricanes head coach, Cam Moon, play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels, is uh, in studio with me. You powdered your head, eh? I had to. I mean, you're on television. There's bright lights. Do you have a makeup artist on show? No, I do it myself. So I ran, I I did a game in Victoria a couple years ago, and I ran out of makeup, and I had like, I don't know, some cheap stuff. So I was like, oh my God, I got to go find some. So I'm downtown Victoria, and I'm like in a semi-panic, and I don't know anything about anything. I don't know where you go and get this All right, you got to finish this after the news. That's all the keys. Oh, you're killing me. Kelly, Kelly, say we got to go to this. Cal Foote as well, Adam Foote's uh, son from the Cloner Rockets when we get back. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. A former Red Deer Rebel 
as I'm joined in studio by Cam Moon, the play-by-play voice for the Rebels for the last 19 seasons. What was it, game 15,000 you called last year? 5,000? 1,500. I don't know. They all meshed together. I think it was 1,500. You were excellent in all of them. <laughs> we got a... Te- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You text 63630. Hi there. My name's Monzi, and I'm listening all the way from Toronto, Ontario. Well, how about that? Just wanted to say you guys are doing an amazing job, and say hi to Cam for me. Wow. Monzi, are you a former Red Deerian? What do you call someone from Red Deer? I think I think it's Red Deerian. I do believe. He's, Monzi lives in Toronto and specifically wants to say hi to Cam. Wow. So you must have connected with Monzi at some point in your life. I'm big in that town. You're big in Toronto. <laughs> How many people in Toronto do you think could find Red Deer on a map, percentage-wise? Oh, five or six <laughs> I mean, percent. A lot of them are from from Alberta, so I guess uh, we're gonna. This is great. We've got a bit of a WHL theme on the on the show tonight. You can text uh, six thirty six thirty. In a couple of minutes, we're gonna bring in Cal Foot, defenseman for the Kelowna Rockets, who was drafted fourteenth overall by Tampa Bay in the draft in Chicago a couple weeks ago. But first, we we teased you. So Cam Moon uh, did some TV work for Shaw during the playoffs. You are bald, so you yeah. have to powder your head for being on camera. And you start to tell a story about running out of makeup yeah. in Victoria. Yeah. So we'll resolve this story for you. Well, us. so I needed to find something. Like, I need all the help I can get, right? Like, I need to get good makeup here. But I don't know good from bad. And I don't even know where to get it. So I'm in a semi-panic. And I go to uh, a big department store at the mall in downtown Vic. And I go in there and I say to the rather pretty young girl, um, here's my dilemma. Can you help me out? And oh, yeah, she helped me out all right. I paid like 60 bucks. Like she saw me coming a mile away, a mile away, separated me from all my cash. And I find out after the fact that I could have just went to like a drugstore and got the same stuff for about $15. So the lesson to be learned, a a pretty girl can separate you from your cash pretty easy, especially me. Especially in Victoria. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. There you go. So yeah, hook, line, and sinker. He's Cam Moon. He calls the Red Deer Rebels games. I'm Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Ched. WHL theme tonight. We're off to a flying start, and we want to welcome to the show from the Kelowna Rockets, I mentioned first-round draft pick for Tampa Bay, Cal Foote. Cal, you're on with Cam and Reed. How are you doing? Hi, guys. I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Doing great. Tell us how life has been uh, since since uh, since you got drafted. Probably doing a few interviews like this, but uh, how how's the summer been since the draft? No, it's been it's been a hell of a time. You know, um, obviously we had camp uh, right after the draft, so um, that was a really good experience for me, and I learned a lot. But no, it's it's been good so far. You had a, a great season with the Kelowna Rockets. Uh, how important has coming to the WHL been to your development so far, Cal? I think it's been everything for me. I, I think that um, as soon as I uh, started to play with Corn Rockets, I believe that um, I've developed a ton, and, and they've worked with me and uh, quite a bit throughout the past two years. So I, I thank them and, and the WHL. Cal, you're la- I'm sure some people are listening thinking, Cal Foote, I wonder if. Uh, Adam Foote, uh, longtime NHL defenseman, a standout with the Colorado Avalanche for a long time, uh, is your dad. Uh, tell us a little bit about his influence on, uh, on your career. How heavily involved was he uh, you know, in your minor hockey and, and uh, growing up playing? Yeah, he's, he's obviously been an influence uh, by just being a parent, but as well as a coach. And 
helping me out on the, the hockey side of things. But, you know, he was my coach for four years after he was done playing. And so um, I, I think that those four years under his coaching really helped me. And, and it was going to help me to, to make the jump to the WHL. And, and it's, it's a quite a bit. I've, I've learned quite a bit from him, and I think that's where I am. Is it? it? Is, is from him. Oh, sorry, Cal. Uh, did you play all your minor hockey in the uh, Denver area growing up? Yes, I did. And then making the move to the WHL from there, I mean, that isn't the the most traditional route for somebody growing up in Denver. Uh, why'd you make that move? You know, there's there's not many many players from Colorado that do uh, go, go to major junior, but I believe with the Rockets organization that it was, it was the best bet for me. I believe that you obviously see the players and defensemen, especially that they bring through their organization. It's it's a wonderful list, so it, it was something to look up to, and, and it, that's why I went to Kelowna. What what NHL defenseman do you look up to, or have you looked up to, and, and maybe say, oh, I would like to play like him, or be thought of like him, maybe if I can play in the NHL for a few years? Well, I, I look to um, a Kelowna Rocket, a former Kelowna Rocket, Shea Weber. I think that, you know, um, it, it's cool for me to look up to him because he's a Rocket and or, or was a Rocket, and and I, I, I guess I like to try to model my game after after him somewhat, so I'd probably say him. Now, you grew up in the U.S., but I'm sure you had plenty of exposure to Canada you know, in your growing up years, and now certainly uh, playing junior in Kelowna. How do you uh, how do you find the subtle differences between the U.S. and Canadian culture? Um, well, growing up in Denver and, and now playing in Kelowna, it's, it's it's not too different in the sense that um, there's mountains. There's it's, it's both they're very, both very beautiful spots, but I don't know. I just think that Canada has more of a passion towards hockey and. And, um, you know, they, they love their hockey up there. So I think that's probably the biggest difference I noticed. Cal, I, I got to ask you, going back to to the draft in Chicago, you went 14th. So, I mean, great for you to go in the first round. I mean, you, you grew up, like we mentioned, with a dad who was in the NHL. You've been around hockey. You've been playing at a high level most of your life. I'm, I'm sure you had a pretty good sense that you were going to get picked. But when you actually heard your name, uh, what went through your mind, and and uh, you know who, what, what, who did you think of right away? Yeah, no, it's 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 always a, it's always a, um, guys always say it's a crazy moment, and it is. It's a special feeling, and and for me, I thought it was very, very special to be able to hug my family, hug my mom, my dad, and, and my brother. So those are the first first people I thought of, and I was lucky enough to have them next to me. Right on. Well, Cal, we look forward to tracking your career. Congratulations again on um, getting drafted, and thanks for making time for us on Inside Sports in Edmonton tonight. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Right on. That is Cal Foot checking in tonight from the Kelowna Rockets, 14th overall to uh, Tampa Bay. Not a bad role model he picked there, Cam. Yeah, not bad at all. Kelowna has been a juggernaut of producing top-end defensemen. Okay, so what's your theory on that? I don't know. I mean, because well, I could figure it out, I'd try yeah, to help it, it in red. There are, yeah. there are, you look like, well, that team's a factory for this. This team, and college football, you can say that team produces running backs. Like, it's it's weird how that happens. I would, I'd ha- it, it has to be a combination. And this is me just coming up with uh, my own harebrained theory, but it has to start with 
uh, the scouting and the drafting mm-hmm. and and then the development once they're there it's got to be a combination of both of those things it it wouldn't be all of one and none of the other you have to have both of those in play to be able to produce not just you know good defensemen just good players i mean that's it's all part of it that's what you see at the whl level the teams that are successful they draft well and they develop well so you have to have uh, good scouting good coaching 19 years for you doing Rebels games. So that takes us back to 98. The United States won the World Cup of Hockey in 1996, Uh, you know, with the Roenicks and Waits of the world and uh, Richter being great in net. And, I mean, that the World Cup was a continuation of the Canada Cup. And I I remember, you know, in 84 and 87, those Canada Cups, uh, the American teams weren't even... They didn't have 20 NHLers on no. the roster. I mean, they would ha- they'd have 12, 15, and then they'd have college kids, and they usually would be below average, I guess, yeah. internationally. Uh, even even in the, the 20 years you've been covering the dub, uh, I mean, have you say, say, like, yeah, the quality and quantity of the American player has changed? Oh, absolutely. Uh, in the last 20 years, you look at... 20, 25 years ago, you would get a couple of American players league-wide. Right. And basically, those would be guys that couldn't pass the SAT. You know, they had no (laughs) chance of going to NCAA. You know, we're going to go to the WHL. And that's what you were getting. But now it it has changed a lot. And Major Junior, uh, so not just the WHL, but the OHL and the Quebec Major Junior League are all very viable options for guys from the U.S. to develop and take their shot at being pro players uh, and the way it works I mean, people be wondering well how do American players do, which league do they get to go to mm-hmm. it's basically the states that are underneath the league so if right. you drew a it's line straight up. down from the WHL you get the the Colorado the California Washington Arizona you know those whereas you get the the Michigans and the... Like Austin Matthews know. would have played in the dub had he so chosen. Yeah, Everett. Was it Everett that had yeah, his rights? Yeah, Everett yep. had his rights because he's from Arizona. Right. Yeah. All right. Cam Boone joining us. So that that's a transition to me. So you got yeah. a larger talent pool, you could say, with this giant country beneath us that that is become a better hockey nation, mm-hmm. more kids than ever playing hockey. Uh, but you also have 22 teams in the Western Hockey League. Oof. And you get people wondering, like, well, what if we had this many? What if there weren't quite this many fourth liners uh, distributed among the the 22 teams? What's your take on that? I think that is a a legitimate question and a legitimate concern uh, that the league might be a little large right now. 22, to me, and it's just my opinion, and I guess I do watch a few games over the course of the year. You see and, a few. Yeah, yeah, I see a few. <laughs> and over the course of the years, that uh, it seems like that's, that's watered it down a bit. I don't know that the talent pool is big enough. And, and unfortunately, I, it looks, it, it's, it seems like anyway, that the minor hockey numbers aren't getting bigger. They're getting smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's tough. And, and it's important to try to recruit the top American guys because I think our league needs the help as far as talent goes. And we got two more teams in the Ontario Hockey League. And to me, that doesn't seem right. I mean, the Ontario Hockey League is is drawing from the biggest population. I mean, a third base. of the country is in yeah, They're all Ontario. right there. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're right there. Right. And they're all within a few hours drive of each other, too. Uh, yeah, it just, it seems like we've got a, 
a little too many, at least. It's a, but they're not going to cut a team. No, I, I they're mean, not. And I mean, I know some teams don't do great. But they're getting by. But they're clearly getting by, or they change ownership and somebody else takes a stab at it, or they get better on the ice. I mean, maybe Prince George is a good example, right? Because weren't they having trouble... They're doing okay. And now. they were also losing, but the, yep. Matt Vichuk's the coach now, yep. right? Richard Matvichuk, former the, Saskatoon Blade, who right. is uh, from Fort Saskatchewan. Fort Saskatchewan, as beauty. we're dropping as many Alberta references as we can. We sure are. Uh, so, but I mean, but, but here's it. So the league now is, you got your Edmontons. I mean, it's an interesting mix now because over the last 15 years or so, they've added the Edmontons, Vancouver's, yep. I guess maybe a little longer than that, but the Oil Kings came back. Uh how long ago? About 12 oh, years seven. ago. Oh, so 10 years ago. Yeah. So you got the Edmonton Calgary, and then you still have the, like, people consider Swift the PAs and the Swifts, yeah, yeah. Moose Jaws, like the That's old That's what's great about teams. our league. But are, are, are those teams surviving and thriving? Well, there's... Like, does a kid want, does a kid get drafted by Moose Jaw? Like, does a kid who's grown up in Calgary or Edmonton or Vancouver get drafted by Moose Jaw and think, great, I'm going to Moose Jaw? Like, well, that used to be the only choice. Yes, that used to be the only choice. And, and I'm not going to lie to you and say some teams don't have recruiting issues, but I, I am a firm believer, it doesn't matter where you go, like, you're going to have fun. You're going to have a great experience. And I've been through the, the whole thing, and I've, I've been through the system, and I've seen it as a broadcaster now, that wherever you go, you're, you're going to have a good time. You're going to play a top-level hockey, and you're going to get good coaching. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where you get drafted. But, yeah, some people do perceive it some places as less desirable, which I don't think is right at all, quite honestly. Okay. But, yeah, that sometimes comes into play. But we got 22 teams, and I don't think you can put the uh, toothpaste back in the tube. Like, there's not much you're going to do about it at this point. All right. Cam Moon in studio. JC from Cold Lake texting in to 6.30, I met Cam while he was an instructor oh, no. at the John O'Grodnick Hockey School on CFB Cold Lake. Oh, he was one of those guys you'll never forget. Year after year, he was always great with us kids. I was only 13 or 14, but will always remember his kindness and the time he took me golfing. Great times, great memories. P.S. He was already bald way back then. True enough. <laughs> they had a place at Cold Lake, and it was called... Walter's World, and we dubbed it Wally World. Of course. And they had like uh, uh, go karts, you know, old school, not very safe go karts. And Brian Glenn was up with us. He was playing for the Oilers at that time, but he was teaching up at the hockey school. And Rob Hartnell would teach up there too. He's from Wetaskiwin, played for the Lethbridge Hurricanes and the Tri City Americans. And Hartz and I stayed together for three summers, which never should have been allowed. That should have been <laughs> nipped in the bud after the first weekend. But Glinner came up, and the three of us went to Wally World and ran the uh, <laughs> ran the go karts right off the track. They they said get out and don't come that was back. It. Yeah, but thank you for Cold the text. Lake's never That's been awesome. the same. Thank you. That was fun. Cold Lake was an awesome place to go. Really nice enjoyable. Yeah. Lake's really cold, though. It's freezing. Oh, well, that's the, that's what I hear, so I stayed away from it. <laughs> it's 648. You can text 630-630, the phone number 780-496-0063. Focus on some Western Hockey League stories, uh, past and present stars checking in tonight. Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. And he'll get into the hurricane, and he'll cut to the middle. Here's Polo, he scores! 
Cam, what are we listening to there? Wow, I lost my marbles. <laughs> uh, that was a double overtime game winner, first round of the playoffs against the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Evan Poli from Wetaskiwin uh, played a year at AAA Midget in Leduc and a year with the Southside Athletic Club and signed an American League deal with the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, scored a huge goal and he actually went coast to coast. And he's a big, strong dude that you don't always expect to go coast to coast, but right. he can do it. He's got a real good set of hands. From the playoff series against Lethbridge, yep. turned into a uh, 4-3 Hurricanes uh, victory. Sure. They were favored to win. Oh, yeah. They, they were a, a heavy favorite. Yet somehow, Red Deer was sitting there with a three games to one advantage. And then uh, Lethbridge turned right back into Lethbridge and won games 5, 6, and 7. And it was, uh, yeah, it's a little tough to take when you're up 3-1, but Lethbridge was, they were the better club. Cam, we were talking earlier, you're, for, you're from Northeast Edmonton, yeah. and you were playing uh, AJ, SJ, WHL. When did you know, all right, I'm probably going to be a broadcaster and not a <laughs> pro hockey player? Well, uh, <laughs> that's funny, because I'm in Saskatoon, and it's the last two games before the Christmas break. And if anybody's been around the WHL for a while, the last couple games before Christmas are, are dangerous because guys are thinking about Christmas. Right. And if they're home games, they're real dangerous because there's a lot of different factors going on. So we got two games before Christmas. We're playing Swifty, then we got Brandon. At that time, Brandon's not very good. The coach was Terry Raskowski, former NHLer. Mm -hmm. Mooner, you got the Swifty game. My partner has got the game against Brandon. So I'm like, this is so awesome. So who are you playing for again? Saskatoon. Saskatoon, sorry, this, okay. Uh, this is awesome. This is great. I'm going to get that game out of the way, and then I can totally mail it in for the last one because I'm not even playing. Right. So we beat Swift. I had nothing to do with it. They, we won in spite of what I was doing. Okay. And then I'm like, that guy, I'm really on easy street. All I got to do is get through warm-up, don't get hurt, and then sit there and watch us beat the Brandon Wheat Kings because we should. And then we're going to have a party after, and I'm going right back to Edmonton in the morning. Okay. This is wonderful. Well, bang, it's it's 2 nothing, Brandon before you can say boo because everybody else on the team had the exact same idea I did. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, I want no part of this game, Reed. I want no part of it. Bang, it gets to 3 nothing. Now, I'm not even making eye contact with Roscoe. Like, I'm not looking at the coach, because if I do, he might say, get in the net. Right. And I want, I want nothing to do with it. So I'm at the end of the bench, and I'm making sure that all he sees is, like, my name bar, not my face. And we get it to 3-1. It's not a big deal. Bang, it's 4-1. And I'm like, oh. And if I could have crawled, like, under the bench, I would have. And he goes, Mooner, get in there. And then I make a decision that was a poor one at the time. I chose to ignore him. <laughs> And he's like, ah, and he's screaming at me. I was like, oh, geez. So I get my stuff. I get into the net. Big crowd. Saskatoon used to draw real good back then. Yeah. And I'm like, all I got to do is stop the first one. Like, if you stop the first one, you're going to be fine. It's 4-1, not a big deal. Stop some pucks, and you might come back and win this. And they score on their first shot. And I could hear a guy, Reed. I could hear a guy playing his day. And, and, and right now, like, I can hear it right now from the upper deck at then called Sask Place say... <laughs> Hey, Raskowski, can I play goal? I'm like, oh, dude, rip my heart out. Yeah, clearly, I'm going to be a broadcaster. We're not going to stop pucks a lot after this, probably. And it was funny. We were at the airport the next morning after we had a little bit of a, you know, swarm. Still had the party, yeah. Oh, yeah, we still had the party. And I'm sitting there with Trevor Sherbin, Southside Athletic Club guy, 
South Edmonton dude, yeah. played for the Blades, and he, we're sitting there, and, and of course, like, we haven't been to bed, and the flight's at, like, you know, 7 a.m., and he's like, hey, Mooner, yeah, did you hear that guy in the upper deck after that fifth goal? And everybody starts roaring. Yeah, yeah, I heard him all right. And the rest is history. Yeah. Cam Moon from the goal crease to the broadcast booth. He's in studio tonight, calls games for the Red Deer Rebels. We're going to talk to one of the players whose games he has broadcast, Lane Zablocki, Red Deer Rebels defenseman, now Detroit Red Wings prospect. That's coming up after the 7 o'clock news. You can text 630-630 as well. Yakushev about your... uh, baldness and powdered head issue yeah. tell cam to forget the paranoia there are worse things than a little moonshine ah, there we go well played well played 6 30 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 6 30 chad